I want you to think about as a parent. Very, very seriously to think about this. When you send that child off to school today, you're sending them into a pagan society. Because with few exceptions, the school system is not going to teach them to believe God, not going to teach them to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or to honor Him, but they're going to, by the way they teach and the things they teach, little by little, do what? Attack your faith. Attack their faith, even the small children in those lower grades. Teaching them ethics that are unethical according to Scripture. Teaching them to be willing to participate in immoral, ungodly, sensual practices that are acceptable to the world, but condemned by Almighty God. Start the beat. All right, friends and family. My name is John Rushemeza. This is Isaiah 61 Exploits. Thank you, thank you so much for stopping by today. Isaiah 61 Exploits exists to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up men and women of God who would take their stand unashamed as oaks of righteousness for such a time as this. Men and women of God who would take their stand unashamed as the redeemed of the Lord, unashamed as the set-apart people of God, as the people who know the truth and who have been set free by it, as the light, as a city on a hill, as salt and light in the earth. My hope, my hope, my hope, my hope, and I hope you join me in this, is to raise up men and women focused primarily on the next generation, but we have to equip everybody so that we together can equip the next generation. That being said, my vision, the vision for this ministry is to be a resource to the body of Christ and a catalyst for revival from the inside out. Please, please, please join me. Join me on this journey. I invite you to join me. You can do that by subscribing uh, to this YouTube channel. Or if you like to consume your content uh, via audio, you can uh, subscribe to my podcast. You can find it pretty much Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, almost all your famous podcast distributors. You'll find me there, Isaiah 61 Exploits. You can also sign up to my email list. I'm collecting emails because I want to send you my content and all of the resources that I'll get my hands on. I want to send it directly to your email because this is how we'll equip one another is by sharing resources, finding resources, sharing them, exchanging resources. I want to do this. So if you have any kind of resource that you think other people can use, send it my way. I'll distribute it to the people that will uh, share their emails with me. If I already have your email, you'll be getting an email from me. 
So again, thank you, thank you so much for stopping by today. Today, I want to talk about education. This is going to be the first of a series of videos that I would like to do concerning education. This episode, I want to talk about public education, the alternatives, and should we or should we not think about removing kids from public education, secular education. And so I'm going to try to lay the foundation here, but I'm going to build on in the series to show why I believe what I believe about public education specifically. My beliefs when it comes to public education today, and mind you, I, I went through public education, all of my siblings did. I went through public education in Africa, which is much different in how, in the kind of worldviews for the people in my generation. In Africa, it was slightly different when I was growing up than it is here. Uh, over here, secularism is really rooted, deeper, rooted much deeper than it was when I was growing up in, in um, public school. And so in the United States, I believe one of the big mistakes that the church did, the Christians did, and that they continue to do is send their kids to these schools assuming that there's a neutral worldview, there's a neutral education happening, and that it can go both ways. And so let's send them there, kids from different walks of life. They're going to learn the same things and they're going to walk away with their preferred worldview intact, their, their parents' preferred worldview. So if you're a Christian, you send your kids to a public school and assume that the school is going to teach them, is going to go around the worldview that you are trying to inculcate in the home and just teach them, you know, one plus one and, and all these things that are usually general education. The only problem is that's not true. That has not been true for years. In fact, that, that may never have been true, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because the government has its values. So let's use a, a, a Muslim government, for example, government where Sharia is the law and the Quran is what they use to enact their laws and, you know, this is what they govern with. Of course, their education is going to teach through those lenses. So they're giving their kids what the government has sanctioned as uh, the authorized official worldview for the country. So then come back to a place like the United States and think through what the government-authorized, sanctioned worldview is. That's what they're teaching the children. So the government-sanctioned worldview is secularism. At some point, people, including myself, thought secularism was not a religion. It was just devoid of religion. It was neutral. It was a-religious, non-religion. I don't know if that's a word. Anyway, now we're realizing that secularism is a religion. If it's not a religion, it is a worldview in itself. To be a worldview, you have to answer the biggest questions of life. Who are we? 
Where did we come from? Why are we here? Is there a God or not? And and if so, or if not, is this an even, even an important question for us to be asking? And lastly, is there life after death? Or once we die here on earth, that's it. When you examine the circular schools, they do answer those questions. Or at least they do place some sort of importance on them one way or another, which then helps those children as they're growing through this worldview from K through 12 to think a certain way. In recent years, though, increasingly, because a lot of these teachers are nominal Christians at best, but atheists, you know, at worst, they're actually emphasizing things that is contrary to what their parents are teaching kids. And in many cases, the teachers are only teaching what they're being given to teach, what is authorized, authorized curriculum by the government. The people creating the curriculum are doing their best to keep religion out. In other words, things like creationism, which is a very important question for Christians, is moved out because we have to separate church and state. So creationism is out the window. And once creationism is out the window, then the answers to the rest of the big questions of life, the worldview questions, change. It looks different, much different. Once you remove the possibility, once you put Darwinian theory in there as the official, this is science, this is reality, you believe God created us, fine, that's your private beliefs, but in school, officially, if you want to be in part of polite society, if you want to be taken seriously, you have to adapt Darwinian theory. Then the answers to every other question is different if you are being consistent. It's not the same. Whether the Bible is true and it's the word of God changes. Because if you say the Bible is true and it's the word of God, then you have to read what it says and say, okay, so this is reality. Or you could change how you read it. You can read it as an allegory, as stories to help us live right amongst one another, but that's it. That's all it is. All that to say that it's time for us to stop being naive when it comes to sending these kids to these schools. It's time for us to get real and acknowledge that maybe, just maybe, it might be even unrealistic to send kids to these schools. To me, especially grades one up to six, I wouldn't send kids to these schools. And, and, I, and I'll even go grade one up to ninth. I wouldn't send these kids to these schools because this is the time that you have to really set the values the biblical values into your child in such a way that even if they grow up and decide to be atheist, it's not because you didn't do the best you could. And the Bible calls us to teach our kids to train up a child, but sending kids to these government schools to train them for us in things that is not in line with our biblical values, our biblical worldview is 
abdicating your role as a parent, in my opinion, and giving the government that job, giving someone else that job. So real quick, I'm going to play a video from Charles Stanley. And in this video, he's going to explain his views on the whole idea of sending children to government schools. You send that child off to school today. You're sending them into a pagan society. Because with few exceptions, the school system is not going to teach them to believe God, not going to teach them to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or to honor him, but they're going to, by the way they teach and the things they teach, little by little, do what? Attack your faith. Attack their faith, even the small children in those lower grades. Teaching them ethics that are unethical according to Scripture. Teaching them to be willing to participate in immoral, ungodly, sensual practices that are acceptable to the world, but condemned by Almighty God. And that very deceitfully and cunningly does what? Seeks to undermine the faith of your child very early in life. Will they deny that? Absolutely. Do they say that's not my purpose? Absolutely. But it's not what they say, it's what they do. When you criticize the Word of God, criticize the Lord Jesus Christ, just degrade Christian faith altogether and teach those practices that the Bible states very clearly are ungodly, unacceptable, and condemned by God, that's what you're sending your child into. And you cannot deny that if you're realistic. So here's the question. How are you preparing them to face life? You know, that's a legitimate question. I like that question. Because as he's saying, if you're realistic, you know deep down that you're sending your kids to be trained up by somebody else, which is fine as long as you, 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 you know that and as long as you agree with what that person is going to train your kid in. Your kid is going to be trained up by people whose views and values do not line up with yours. Here's the thing. Education doesn't happen in the classroom only. Education is, is, is around the clock. And a lot of things are caught more than they're taught. And you could say, well, I'm sending my kid to a Christian school. Well, that kid is going to learn from the other kids too. So just because you're sending your kids to a Christian school doesn't necessarily solve the problem, which is why I personally, I think homeschooling is the best option. Again, even homeschooling doesn't solve the problem because if it's in a dysfunctional home, there's a problem. But at least in homeschooling, you're able to have the, the, the driver's seat in your kid's education, you're able to control it, you're able to spend more time with them, you're able to grow with them, even in their education, you're able to learn what they learn with them. If there's a question and you don't know, you know how to solve it yourself, you learn with them. 
So it's like a mutual education. This is why I support homeschooling and, and, and I'm praying that my wife and I will be able to homeschool our children because of those kind of things. But this is not to say there are no good teachers out there, there are no good uh, professors out there, 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 there are no good, good uh, principals out there. The issue with government school is this. It's controlled by the government. So that teacher could be a Christian and they could uh, uh, even preach the gospel sometimes to their, to their students as they build relationship with them. But there are things they are not allowed to teach or talk about in the classroom. And there are things that increasingly they are going to be forced to teach and talk about especially as it pertains to the gender ideology, because that's, that's the, the big thing. That's what all these cares is really about. may not seem like it, but it is. Because if you remember, even the Black Lives Matter thing, Black Lives Matter was not really an entity for black people per se. Even though a lot of black people got trapped and deceived, Black Lives Matter was an LGBT program with the T emphasized. And so is a bunch of all these other organizations. We're going to bow to the gender God. That's the God that everything bows down to eventually. There are good teachers. There are Christian teachers out there doing a great job. However, their hands are tied. The same way there are good Christian schools that are doing a great job to the best of their ability, but the parents has to be involved. Either way, whether you send your kids to public school or to the government, uh, to the or Christian school, the parents needs to be heavily, heavily, heavily involved in their kids' education, which is why, again, I say, why not homeschool? If you're going to do all that anyway, in order to really keep with what God has assigned you to do as a parent, you're going to have to keep track and, and, and make sure you are re-educating your kids every time they come home from school, every day. What did you learn today? How does this line up with our worldview here? And how does this not? Okay, so this is reality. I know your teacher said this, but this is reality, which is confusing to the kid because... The other kids in the school are doing this and it's cool. Which brings me to another point that I want to talk about in this episode. The idea I've heard parents, I've heard people tell me personally, but I've heard this for years and I used to believe this myself. I don't want to shelter my children. If you don't want to shelter your children, you're irresponsible. I'm sorry. If you do not want to shelter your children, you are irresponsible as a parent. Now, most people, when they say they don't want to uh, uh, shelter their children, they actually think they're doing the right thing. They're doing the noble thing. Meanwhile, they lock the doors at night in their house. Some of them have security in their house, cameras, maybe firearms, and things like that to protect their family. They have passwords in their computer. Some of them have uh, software to monitor computer usage and to make sure their kids are not doing inappropriate stuff on their their phones and, and, 
devices and things like that. So they're shielding and sheltering their children in other ways, in everything else, except for when it comes to their education. That's inconsistent. So if you're one of those people that say, hey, I don't want to shelter my kids. I want my kids to be exposed to the world and to the people. Just know that's irresponsible because if, if, if there's a neighborhood that you knowingly know that this is a very, very dangerous neighborhood and you have options, you know, some people, they, they don't have an option. You have an option. Would you deliberately send your kid? I mean, move into that neighborhood? No, you would not. That's not wise unless God specifically calls you to it for a specific purpose. I'm calling you here for this season because I want you to do ABC in this neighborhood. That's different. But then again, that's rare. That's not everybody's calling. The way we send these kids to this public school, it's almost like it's everybody's calling. But it's not. It's a cultural thing that a lot of people have assumed for years that this is safe and it's okay. Put them on a bus and assume everything is going to be fine. Everything is not going to be fine. Your kids are going to come back Romans because you're sending them to Caesar to get educated. So I do have another video that I want to share in, in terms of uh, what you what you're going to have to ask yourself uh, as you send your kids to, to these schools. You, you have to be honest with yourself. Like Charles Stanley says, if you're really honest, you know what you're doing and you know it's not right and you know you shouldn't and you know maybe you should invest some money or maybe if, if it's a two-parent home, one of you might have to stay home and, and, and take care of these kids. Money is not the end goal. You, you, you're fighting to give these kids a comfortable life without preparing them for life when you're no longer there. Given those two options, you probably should invest more in preparing your kids and training them right than you are making sure your bank account is fat. See, because if you train your kids appropriately, you're setting them up for an abundant life, a much more fuller and meaningful life. Material stuff does not equal fuller life. So people, Christians, and, and I would hope in the church would start teaching this. What are your priorities when it comes to children? And, and, and the reason why the church don't want to talk about this is because then we'll be confronted with the question of, well, we can't just tell people to send their kids to private school. They don't have the money. Forgetting that the church, as it pertains to the, the community of believers, the church, one of the things that the church should take up in every community is education. We need to have schools in all of these churches rather than promote public education. Schools in every region needs to, I mean, churches in every region need to come together and put together to create a school. That's impossible right now because everybody's doctrines and distinctions are more important than the unity that Christ prayed that we would have. We're divided. So everyone have their little corner. Everybody have their little corner. And so if it's the rich neighborhood, they have a school for their kids. But if it's the inner city neighborhoods, they don't have a school for their kids because they don't have the money. So what do they do? They stay silent on these matters because they don't have a solution. 
let's face it. The reason this is not being talked about, the reason this is not at the forefront of everybody's thinking, the reason why we act like this is not a real problem is because nobody has a solution. Nobody wants to put their money where their mouth is, myself included. How are we going to protect the next generation from being overwhelmed by this toxic, atheistic, materialistic society? How, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to have to take up the, the, the education. Let's not wait for kids to come to us on Sunday morning for one hour. That's something, so I'm not diminishing that. That is something. But that's not enough if you weigh it against the amount of time they spend in these godforsaken schools. So let me play this video real quick. And let's talk about what uh, Greg Koku, I think that's how you say his last name. He is the founder and I believe president of StandToReason.org. It's an apologetics um, entity and a great resource, by the way. To the body of Christ. This is the question you have to ask regarding your own child. Do you think your child is going to have a greater influence on the people in the public school than the people in the public school are going to have on your child? Now, I think that there are some people that can say yes. That is, they've raised their children, and uh, then in high school, these kids are ready to go into the mission field. They are solid Christians. They have Very bulletproof convictions because of the way they've been trained. And they go into that environment, and they are able to withstand the, 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 uh, the force and the fury of the secular world. But those are rare kids. I think most of us will realize that what we're doing is we're throwing our kids into the deep end of the pool when we send them to a public school, and they're not able to swim. What a great point. Deep end of the pool. It's war out there. The amount of spiritual warfare out there. Your kid is not ready for it, and I'm serious. Your kid is not ready for the amount of warfare, spiritual warfare out there. Your kid is not ready for the different worldviews that's going to be coming at him from different kids. They're not. And, and, and some of the things that these schools are introducing, that some of you knowingly are sending your kids to this school, knowing they're teaching this stuff, the sexual education, the gender confusions. And why would you be surprised if your kids come home and say, hey, I'm not a, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, or I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. I need you to stop stop calling me she and her because this is what's happening. It's not that a, a, a lot of people used to be in the closet and now they're coming out. No, don't buy that lie. That's a lie. That's the LGBT activist lie. In my next episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about the sex education in the schools, but I'm going to start with the agenda, a, a well-planned, thought-out agenda from a psychologist and a, mark, uh, and a marketer that came out with a, a gay agenda, a gay plan in the 80s on how they were going to change culture in society, American society. And, and once I go through it, I'm going to highlight some things. You realize that they're very successful in their plan. And then you'll be able to see how 
it's not that people changed and decided, oh, well, I've been in the closet and I didn't even know it. It's that people have been brainwashed to start thinking the same way. All of us have been brainwashed. It, it, that's when you realize that it's not really about the person in front of you that's struggling with gender dysphoria. It's about an agenda, a very sinister agenda behind the curtains. Hundreds of millions of dollars at work. And they pick certain people that are confused themselves and they pay them money to sell this confusion to the rest of us, mainly to your children. It's in the schools. I've shared videos. I'm going to continue to share videos of how certain teachers are in those schools as activists, operatives. And their goal, their vision, their aim is the next generation. We cannot sit on the sidelines and watch them take the next generation. And so like Dr. Greg said, you have to ask yourself a series of questions. Most parents, if you're honest, most parents should not be sending their kids to these schools because you have not prepared them. And you notice he's talking about in high school, assuming that you've raised up your kids and maybe homeschooled them or sent them to at least a Christian environment up until they're ready to go to high school. And then you evaluate, do I want to send them to the government school? Do, is this kid strong in his faith? And is this kid going to fulfill the mission of being a light in that area? Because this is an, another argument that people make. I want my kids to be the light in that area. Wrong. Your six, seven-year-old is not going to be no light anywhere. Most six, seven-year-olds are not being a light anywhere. They're not, they're not ready for it. If you want there to be a light in that area, you need to go and get a job to be a teacher. You need to go get a, 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 and, and go on, on a school board. You need to go get involved yourself. Participate. Mentor a couple of kids in those schools. That's how you be a light. Don't send your kid. You're sacrificing your kids. Your kids cannot handle it. I believe most Christians cannot even handle it. Most Christians are immature. Many Christians are very immature spiritually and you cannot handle that environment. So why would you send your kids there? If you yourself is overwhelmed with your spiritual life and your, and your, and your Christian walk, and you still need the pastor to hold your hands most of the time, you're still drinking milk in the church, why would you think that your kids can somehow handle it? It's irresponsible, okay? You, you wouldn't send your kids in danger if you know there's danger. What I'm saying, what many of us are saying, and this is going to cause some of you to say that I'm, I'm, I'm a far-right far cook, but I'm not. I'm a believer in Christ, and I'm saying to you, I believe for good reason, that these schools are dangerous. These schools are not helping your children. And these people in these schools, by the way, they think they're doing God's work. They believe in what they're doing and they believe they're doing the right thing. I just disagree with what they're doing. I think that some of the things they're teaching are wrong. I'm not afraid to say it. It's wrong. They are wrong. And they are confusing your kids because they are teaching it as truth, which will have some very serious negative consequences down the road. Take your kids out of these schools if you can.
And I'm saying this because I know there's a lot of people that can but refuse to because your career is more important. Your career is not more important. If you're going to send your kids to these schools, then you have to be on top of them. And by being on top of them, you just don't look at what they bring home for homework. You have to make sure you know what they're being taught. And a lot of these schools and a lot of these places, they're not obligated to tell you anything. So you have to find a way to find out yourself, which sounds like a lot more work to me. I don't know. Or at least equal work. So Christians are going to be need to be taught how to be creative with this. Maybe you need to start a business that you can manage your own schedule. Or maybe you need to sacrifice one paycheck and live off of one paycheck. Adjust your means and, and, and make sure that you're living within your means. And then proceed to invest a good amount of time in your children. We have to do something. And I'm calling out for the church to really make this an important thing that we have to talk about. We have to come up with solutions. We have to help parents that can't afford it. Those of you in the suburbs who can afford it, you have to invest. If you're Christian, you have to invest in the inner city. Find people that are willing to come together and create a school. Give them the money. The, the, the leadership in the community, in the, in the inner cities, help might not come from anywhere else. We have to do it. We have to come together and we have to make something happen. That's all I got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, share this. Let me know what you think in the comments. Yeah, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.